And in this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, we and my brother James, we are going to give out Christmas gifts for the top prospects in the 2024 NBA Draft. We are going to give each prospect, matter of fact, two gifts of what we believe will help them maximize their potential and maximize their draft stock for 2024. So stay tuned for this Christmas edition of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Big shout out to you that are listening on Christmas. I know that you are probably spending time with your family, watching NBA basketball. A big thank you for for just tuning in, listening to us on Christmas. We are very, very thankful for each and every listen. And I'm glad to be home. I was gone for... It was a little over two weeks. I lost my voice in the process, but I'm glad to be home. Glad to be able to record here with my dog, James, man. So, Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. It's the first time I ever wore a Christmas shirt in my life, man. Yeah, man. If you're watching on YouTube, I got the antlers. I'm trying to be festive. Yeah. Not usually the most festive. Me neither. But, you know, I'm trying to, you know, wear the the Christmas colors. I got a son now, so I think that changes that changes things. Um, but I haven't done the matching pajamas, pictures, anything like that. We thought about doing it, but nah. I haven't, I haven't done the PJs yet. All right, let's give out these Christmas gifts. Go ahead. All right. Let, let's start with the guards. I mean, we, we can divide this into three episodes. I mean, we have time. So we'll do three episodes. We'll do guards, wings, and bigs. And then I'll give a gift or, or James will give a gift. We'll, we'll just go back and forth giving out Christmas gifts that we believe will help each prospect maximize their draft potential. All right, I got one for you. Go ahead. Isaiah Collier. If you could give mm-hmm. Isaiah Collier any gift in the world that would help him maximize his draft stock, what would that be? You know, probably I'd try to give him some anti-lock breaks. Because uh, he's just moving. Well, that, wasn't, that wasn't what I was expecting you to say. I get it. But, you know, it's Christmas, man. This is fun. I want him to just slow down a little bit. And he's starting to slow down. Uh, he's showing some flashes of better playmaking. But I think if he just slowed down, I think he would see the floor better. And obviously the turnovers would come down. And I think that his draft stock, because I think it's kind of fluctuating right now. Uh, just because he's kind of been up and down with his play. But if I think he's just slowed down a little bit, that'll help him out a lot. Anti-lock breaks. Yeah, man. And right now he's averaging 4.3 assists and 4.1 turnovers. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a guard that is projected to go as high as he does with the turnovers and assists so close. I mean, since Kate, I think Kate had a negative assist-to-turnover ratio going into his draft, but everyone blamed the lack of talent around him at Oklahoma State, but he was a clear-cut number one. Collier's, he was mentioned as a possible number one. I think it's a long shot at this point. Now, if it were me, if I could give him 
anything to help him maximize his draft stock, I'm going with the, the basic answer here. That is just an improved jump shot. He's only shooting 30% from three. Mm-hmm. He's below 70% from the foul line. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a concern for a point guard because I think if you have a point guard that is not able to knock down open shots and keep defenses honest, I think that, I mean, it just kind of messes up the entire offense, especially in the NBA. So I would give him a jump shot if I could give him any gift for Christmas. You see, I didn't go with a jump shot because... I mean, it's the most basic answer. It's the most basic answer, but if you go down the list of basically almost all the guards in this draft, you would wish for them to have some sort of jump shot. I mean, outside of, like, Reed Shepard... Guys are, you know, not shooting particularly well. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give him that gift because I want to say that with time, experience, the shooting will be better. Because if that's the case, then I got to give out jump shots to everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm giving people what they need. So <laughs> yeah. if you need a jumper, I'm giving you a jumper. But here's the thing. I know with time, but the way the NBA is going now, let's say you're a point guard or you're a high draft pick and you don't show potential in the first couple of years, your replacement is coming in the next draft or two. That's I mean, you look at Detroit in their situation with Killian Hayes. They've drafted a guard, like, how many years in a row? Might, look be, at, might be a fourth year in a row. Yeah, they can't do another guard. I mean, you, you look at Orlando in a sense. They've drafted similar positions. So I feel like even though you're young and teams know guys are young, you got a small window to show something, or or you're on your second team. Ask James Wiseman, ask Marvin Bagley. Yeah, so I think true. you have to. I think you you get a pass because you're young, but you have to show something because the same teams are usually picking over and over in the lottery. And sometimes if if they're going with best player available, it could be someone in your same position. All I right, so it. you throw it to me. Well, you 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 name a player, and then you tell me. You just name the player, and then I'll go first with a gift that I want to give them. Roth Claus. Your uh, gift to Stefan Castle. Health. Health. That, that, that would be it right now. He hasn't looked the same since he came back from the injury. So I would give him health at 100% because I don't think that we're – seeing the best of Stefan Castle right now. And there's a couple reasons behind that, but I would like to see him be 100% healthy. It's always dangerous in a sense when you see a guy have a knee injury and they say it's surgery. I've never had surgery before, but to me, surgery, whether it's minor procedure, sounds like surgery. I mean, like it just sounds serious to me, even if it's minor. I don't want him to... To rush to rush back in a sense, even though I mean he came back in a month, but to me it will it will be health because I want to see him at a hundred percent and not like being held back by the injury. Okay, for me, I I would want to see I would love to give him a higher usage rate, but it's hard to give him that because they're winning. They're winning. Is it Tristan Newton? Triple double threat is hooping. Yeah. So it's like, I would love to give him more opportunities to show what he can do. But right now, especially coming off the injury and to piggyback your uh, your injury um, take, a 19 year old, 18, 19 year old having surgery 
on your knee is just like not a good sign to me. Obviously, but it just yeah. for him to be having like mid-season surgery like that. It wasn't even mid-season. It was early season. Yeah, like that's I think a, he played two games. That's a huge red flag to me. But if if he's healthy now and it was just something minor and it's not going to be an issue, I would love to see him with more usage cuz like going into this draft, I had him at like two. Yeah, I know you were really high. I was really high on him and now it's like I'm I'm I have him like in the teens right now, and I'm holding on because I was such a believer in his AAU tape. I mean, but you have him in the teens based off of his play. I mean, he does have like a little bit of an asterisk by it. But it's like you're not seeing you're not seeing a jump shot. You're not seeing him take jump shots because he is timid. He's catching the ball in the corner, ripping through, stepping out of bounds, or passing up open jump shots. And I think like he hasn't scored more than like ten. Yeah, he's averaging eight points a game, shooting 12% from three. So, yeah. 12% from three. He's averaging 2.7 assists to 1.4 turnovers, but 8.4 rebounds, shooting 45% from the floor. And you're right. I mean, he hasn't had a double-figure game since November 11th. I mean, like, I'm not good at math, but I could probably add up <laughs> all his 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 points. I mean, he's had three point seven. So that what that's ten. He scored like twenty eight points since he's been back. Hey man, I want to see. Look, I just want to. I want to see the talent that I saw in high school translate over. So I I don't know. I don't know if he keeps this up. Does he come back for a second year? Do you roll the dice and say, you know what, this draft is wide open? No, you don't you don't go back for a second year. I give him props for coming back. From the injury? And not shutting yeah, it down? I think if he would have shut it down at number I mean after after two games, he would have left this big mystery. I mean maybe some teams would have been scared off because they said, well maybe the injury is more serious, but he could have did the in a sense, the Dante Exum. Remember, Dante Exum just was a mystery. He rolled that wave and that hype from the – what's the game they have in Portland? Global, global Hoop Summit. Hoop he Summit, rolled yeah, the hype right. from the Hoop Summit all the way to a, a top – I want to say top five or six, six pick. And, I mean, you just kind of leave it up to the team. Right. But – and he, the Utah, he didn't even work out for Utah. They just drafted him off the strength. Yeah, so I think Castle could have could have rolled that, especially with this draft being so wide open. I think if he doesn't come back, he probably is a top five pick. When you do come back and you're not 100% and you're looking timid, I mean, people, it's hard for people to unsee what they've seen. So, I mean, I guess, I guess we're on the same page. Okay. All right, when we return, we're going to go down a list of other guards that we would give out Christmas gifts to to help them maximize their draft stock. Stay tuned. Locked on Sports today. You got to check it out. It is the first, the absolute first 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Check out Locked on Sports today. All the local experts that give you all the local analysis from your favorite teams and also our national shows. Again, the first ever 24 hours a day, seven days a week streaming channel or sports streaming channel is on YouTube. So check it out. Locked on Sports today. All right. So it's back on me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got one for you. All right. If you could give out Christmas gifts to help Nicola Toppage 
be the number one pick in the 2024 mm, NBA draft. I like that one. I like that. Yeah, I got had to throw, change it up a little bit. What would you give Nikola Topic to make him the number one pick? Because I think right now, with there being so much uncertainty, you have to mention him as a potential number one pick. Where do you have him at in your mock, your big board right now? Throwing it to you. It, it changes every day. I've been supposed to post one since December 1st. So I think I'm going to do it on January 1st. I'm going to do it on January 1st. Right now, I would have him. I got him in my top five for sure. I got him too. That, that's fair. So if you, if you want to bump him up to number one, what would be your gift to Nikola Topic? It's a, a re-gift. <laughs> okay. It's a re-gift. It's the same, <laughs> the same gift you gave to Isaiah Collier. It's a jump shot. He's shooting 32% from three right now. I, I, mean, I think he's a much better shooter than Collier. I mean, he's shooting a little under 87% from the foul line. Okay. I think the degree of difficulty in his shot is a lot of three-pointers off the dribble. That's and I fair. think when you shoot a lot of three-pointers off the dribble, it has a – I mean, that's the hardest shot. It's much right. harder than, than catch-and-shoot jumpers. But he's streaky. I mean, I've seen him play over the years. He'll have, like, different tournaments where he'll shoot 45% from three on a high volume of attempts. And then he'll have stretches where he's in the, the, the mid to low 20s. So, I mean, that's fair. I guess a consistent jumper. I mean, shooting 51% from the floor is just right now when you when you look on paper, you see 31.8% from three, you're like, oh, man, he can't shoot. But I, he's a, a respectable shooter. I don't think he's the guy that you're just like, hey, he can't shoot. We'll, we'll just let him shoot. Right. I just think that for him, he's shooting a lot of – jumpers off the dribble because, well, one, everybody's respecting his drive to the rim. Right. But he's not getting the catch-and-shoot opportunities. So, I, I, again, like I had mentioned before, all these youngins need jump shots, right? Mm-hmm. And the, you asking 18, 19-year-olds to be finished products, that's not what I'm asking. But, again, with his talent, with his pick-and-roll ability, yo, if I could just give him that gift of shooting threes off the dribble, I think he has – Close to like all star upside with his size and his passing ability and his just ability to put pressure on the defense. Yep. Now, are you a believer in free throw percentage is the best indicator of shooting touch and shooting upside? No. Because again, I know it's, it's there are correlations, but what if I told you, and this is, we'll talk about this guy in another episode, what if I told you Grant Nelson was shooting 94% from the free throw line? And, I mean, I, and but, then I told you he was shooting 27% from the three-point line. But for some people, I think it's just a matter of them increasing their range. It's not a – I think the free throw percentage shows touch, but they just have to work on the consistency in their range. But, but, I think that's Grant Nelson's issue. Okay, but here, and but here's also my issue. They're not – they're, they're not the same shot, obviously. Yep. So you're not – no one's closing out on you at the foul line. There's a different level of pressure. There's no movement involved besides you just standing there. You're not – so in Grant Nelson's um, case, I'm screening and then I'm popping and I have to set my feet. Yep. That's a totally different movement than standing there, taking three deep breaths, having – Rhythm dribbles. Rhythm dribbles. In Giannis's case, having 17 seconds to shoot a free throw. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I get it, 
and it's a sign of touch, but to me, it's not like a direct correlation between he can shoot free throws and he can shoot um, three pointers. So bring it to bring it back to the point guard topic. Speaking of Nikola topic, I'm over here spitting. Top John, pitch. Top pitch. I'm sorry, brother. John Wall. The top pitch of discussion. John Wall, I, th- I believe, was a high 80s free throw shooter and career low 30s three-point shooter. Yeah. So it's like I get it, but ultimately, like, they're not the same shot. Fair. Fair. All right. So it's on you. Throw it to me. All right. Raphael. Roth Claus. I mean, I got the antlers on, not the Santa hat, so I guess I'm more like Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus. Saint, Saint Roth. We're gonna mix it up a little bit. Jacoby Walter. I like this one. If I could give Jacoby Walter a gift to maximize his draft potential for 2024, I would give him consistency. Mm. My man has big games and then there's games where it's like he just took the night off that's what i i don't understand i mean i'm gonna give you some games for example go ahead auburn first game of the year 28 points statement game john brown the wide receiver seven points (laughs) i don't even watch football no more i used to know football i don't watch football no more all right gardner webb which is in north carolina (laughs) (laughs) we made a mistake on that he had 14 points, but he was 4 of 11. Oregon State, he had 24 points, but then he had 1 for 8 against Nickel State, 3 for 9 against Michigan State. They got beat by like 40, though, right? Who's that? Against Michigan State. They was getting slapped by 30 in the first half. Well, I was, I was out the country, man. I, 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 was, I, was, I, I was missing some of those It games. was like 45 to 15 at one point. <laughs> so against Florida, he only took... Seven shots. He had 11 points. Two against Nickel State. Northwestern State, 4 of 11. Seton Hall, 4 of 10. Michigan State, 3 for 9. Against Duke, he was good. And then he lit up Mississippi Valley State, which is what I would expect from him for 26 points. But, I mean, he's just had these games where he's had seven points, two points, nine points. So I would want him to be a little bit more Consistent. What do you think that is? Do you think he looks at the schedule and is like, you know what, this is Gardner Webb. I ain't got it today. What do I you think know. that I is? I mean, like, he's he's the guy that he already has a jumper. I mean, he's shooting 40% from three on five attempts per game, shooting 88% from the foul line. So the shooting, which is the concern for most of the guards, that is not his issue. Right. But for him, it's just. I, I don't know. I, I just think like there's a different level of mental preparation for each game. Is that a red flag to you in the NBA when if he's a top five pick, you're going to go to a bad team, right? So does it, if he goes to Washington for whatever reason, right, and you see the Pistons on the schedule, do you think he is going to be locked in enough for that game? Like how does that how does that work where you see a guy who just is inconsistent? Do you think it's a scheduling thing? Do you think it's just because like some of these games he's not even getting up a lot of shots? Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't I don't, I don't know I mean that's tough to gauge because at least in the NBA you know on the worst team there's a dude on that team 
Cade can get you 40. Yeah, that, That's true. I mean, that, that you may have some type of rivalry with or, or, or whatever. So, I mean, not, there's not going to be a Detroit Pistons team losing 26 straight every single year. I mean, there's going to be bad teams all the time. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's just like a mystery in a sense. That's why I would give him a gift of consistency. Mm. What about you? What, what would you give Jacoby Walter? You know, my early on, my biggest issue with him was his playmaking, and he's starting to find guys. I would love to give him just a little bit more sauce off the dribble because he sauce is off the dribble to get to the rim to and get finish. to the rim. Yes, I, I do think that he does have the potential to be a three level scorer, but I, I agree. I, I would like to see him have a little bit more shake and bake. Yeah, because like predominantly he's a shooter, right? Yep, and. Yes, this isn't the strongest draft, but you would like somebody in that 5 to 10 range to be more than just a spot-up guy. Unless he's Klay Thompson. Is he Klay Thompson? I don't I don't know. I mean, I think he's not as big as Klay, but if he ends up being Klay where he's a guy that is a deadly 40% shooter that plays defense – that you know can attack a closeout, but it's more so like on the one dribble pull-ups. I'm, I'm sure you would take that. What about my KCP comparison? KCP played two years of college. I think he went eighth or ninth. I think he put up similar stats at Georgia. Yeah, I mean, if he's KCP, that's good. If he's Clay Thompson, that's great. That's true. That's I'm great. not. I'm not knocking him. Like I said, I have him five to ten. But, you know, if we just giving out gifts in the hypothetical, I wish he could do a little bit more off the dribble. Yeah, I mean. Because if you're not a Clay Thompson level shooter. Which uh, is hard to be. Which is very hard to be. You're going to need something when those jump shots aren't falling for you. Yep. No, I I agree 100%. All right. When we return, we got one more segment. We're going to continue to give out gifts for the 2024 draft class. We are focusing on the guards in this episode. Stay tuned. All right, last segment. All right, let's, let's just um, kind of speed it up here. Rob Dillingham. If you could give Rob Dillingham anything in the world to maximize his draft stock, what would your gift be? Rob Dillingham. I would love for Rob Dillingham, I would love to give you this floater package. Because right now he's just not finishing at the rim like I would want him to. You know, again, hey, I'm team Rob Dillingham. Yeah. But these last few games, I've just noticed that finishing in traffic is going to be a really, really, really big issue for him. And I just think he needs to use a floater because he's trying to get to the rim and he's just not it's not finishing. And like I said, it's only going to get tougher from here. Like he gets there, uh, but there'll be more spacing in the NBA. There will. And there'll be more well, I can't really say that. I mean, I mean, obviously the rim protectors will be better in the NBA, so you he he will need the floater, but I don't think the lane is going to be as congested unless you're playing for the Lakers starting Cam Reddish, Dorian Prince, Anthony. Bro. That's wild. But they won. They won with that lineup. They beat OKC. But so they got they got the Celtics. 
But uh, I, even then, though, like Rob is a he's athletic. I just I want to see a Florida package because again, you you just can't take on guys every single trip down the court in the paint. And like I said, I'm still very high on him. He's uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he's cooled off some. Since, you know, uh, we we dropped that tape. But he's still been very productive. Yeah, well, you know what? I I disagree because after we dropped the video, he was one for nine against UNC Wilmington. But since then, he's had 17, 17, and 12. Right. But, again, you see 6 of 14, 6 of 16. A lot of those are layups. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Layup slash and part of sorry part of the layup slash shot selection in general, which is crazy because if you think his shot selection is bad, it's not be, bad. It's not bad. It's it it, it's, it can be better. But he's I'm shooting. Saying. He's. A, I mean, if you compare him to like other guards in his class, he's efficient. Hey man, look, forty seven percent from the floor, forty four percent from three, fourteen points, four assists, one point six turnovers. Hey man, turnovers. look, you not. I'm the president. Of the Rob Dilly fan club. You know what? I think people want to get on board, but some people are still... Nah, look. Cons- you know, I got a question. Go ahead. Talk to so, me. So, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I mean, I've been wrong before. But Rob and Reed Shepard are listed both at the same size. Right. You only hear about Rob being too small. Because he's wiry. He, he's wiry. I mean, but my man was like a buck 50 this summer. <laughs> He got him at like 170-something now. I, I think his lack of size is being overrated. I mean, if he's Darius Garland, that is a win. Right. But he also could be Brandon Jennings, who kind of struggled to finish at the rim, too. Brandon Jennings was off to a great start to his career. I don't know what happened after, after that. I mean, I, I don't know if that 50 ball like was like his seventh game of his career, made the expectations too high. I'll admit, I was, and, I, and I'll be the first to admit this, I remember saying to someone, I thought that Brandon Jennings was going to be better than Derrick Rose because D. Rose, no, D. Rose always had like this calm demeanor. He kind of let the game come to him. Oh, you got tricked. In his rookie year, he let the game come to him. He would score his, like, 18, 19 points as a rookie, but he didn't take bad shots. And I thought, like, Brandon Jennings was a guy that was, like... Yeah, he was getting it off the muscle. He was, And then, you know, they went to the playoffs as a, as a rookie. But then it was just, like, it, he just never... I mean, he just never maximized his potential. I feel like, um, I think... The league kind of figures guys out, and it's up to guys to refigure out the league, if that makes sense. Like, you got to add some stuff because yeah. once you show them enough film, it's like, okay, he this is what he wants to do. This is what he can't do. Or maybe this year was an ano- anomaly of him as a shooter. But, again, back to Rob Dilly. I'm still very high on him. And I just wanted, I just wanted to clean up a couple things, man, because, like I said, I feel like top five pick is not out of – Bounds for him. No, I, I think that he he can go top ten. I mean, I definitely think that people, like I said, just the size thing, and and, and some people I think have just kind of put him into a box as like a, you know a showman. I don't it's think because he has the same hairstyle as Bones Highland, man. Yeah, I, I do think there's some people that are compare him to like Bones and Terquavion and, and so on. But I, I do think like his pre-college reputation, some people are 
still stuck on that because he was more known for the flash and the flair than act, you know, his actual game. He changed, man. If I could give Rob Dillingham anything for for Christmas to help him maximize his draft stock, one I would give him the listed height. If he's six, if if he's really six three, so you're gonna give him that? What's that surgery these dudes? Is that no, no, no surgery. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like <laughs> the belt, the man I'm, BBL. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I I would say I would because I mean we could all be like, man, I would give you know such and such right eight right. eight more inches and a longer wingspan, but I, realistically, I would give Rob Dilly about fifteen pounds. So if he can get to six three. 190. I think that quiets all the size issues. 63190 is not bad. So I think 185 is probably the max he should be cuz you you got to be quick. Yeah. Yeah, but if I get him at 190, he doesn't lose any of the the bounce and the shiftiness, but I wouldn't give him 190 like right away. I mean, it it can be gradually mm-hmm. Because I think guys make mistakes when when they put on too much weight too fast. So if it can just come gradually, even though he did put on like 20 pounds, you know, this summer, but he had a lot of room to put on those 20 pounds. I mean, buck 50. But no, I, I, would, I would give him about 6'3", 190. That would be my gift. All right, let's, let's do, do rapid fire. All right. Reed Shepard. Man, look. Reed. You only got to give him one. <laughs> only. I want to. No, let me hear what you give Reed Shepard, man. <laughs> My man, he shoot fifty eight percent. That's what I'm saying. It's like fifty eight percent from the floor. I mean, he's not turning the ball over. If I give Reed Shepard anything, I mean, I, 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 I'd give him a little bit more bounce. I think he has bounce. So I said a little bit more bounce. <laughs> I, I don't think athleticism is an I, issue. I, I'd make him a high flyer. All right, I got one for you. I got one for you. I want Reed Shepard to show me that he's more than a ball mover. He won't because he's sacrificing at Kentucky. Okay, so that's but my I think guess. he's going to be – I think he could be one of those guys when he gets to the pros, you're like, dang. Like, you know, I mean, it's something that you see consistently with Kentucky guards. So you think he is the next person to have that Kentucky he hold? He could – he could be because they're trying to hold him back now. <laughs> they're playing him less than 30 minutes a game. And he's still, I mean, it's like 58, 58, 90. He had an 11-11 game the other day. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not supposed to be doing what he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, I think any other school, he's playing 32 minutes per game. I get it. Tyrese Proctor. Man, show me some some rim pres- some rim pressure, man. I I like I said, and I think he's uh, click on his shooting. I don't think he's shooting the ball that well either. No, I, I'm still buying him as a shooter. 32 percent. But it's another guy, great free throw shooter. Got off to a terrible start last year from three. Kind of made up for it, but the 43-32 shooting splits. I mean, I, I, he's supposed it's safe to be a to shooter. Say for me that. That he hasn't had the the year that I expected out of him. You know, I, again, I was buying his shooting. I wasn't buying him getting to the rim, but I do see he's getting to the line twice a game. Uh, he shows flashes. I think he's going to be a good pro, but I don't think he's going to be a starter. I think he's going to be a rotation guy. 
That's fair. Yeah. You'll take that. What would you give DJ Wagner? I'm gonna give him the same re-gift that we gave Isaiah Collier and them. A jump shot. Yeah, his shooting splits are bad. 40, 27, 73. I would give him a position. I don't think he has a position. He's too small to be a two. I don't think he's a one. I don't think he's a a table setter. Even though like the assist to turnover numbers aren't bad, I would I would give him a position, unless he's going to be Lou Will. See, but he's not, to me, he's ugh. not, he's a gifted scorer. Don't get me wrong. He's a very, very gifted scorer, but I don't know how much it translates without a jump shot. Yeah, I I thought he was going to play more of a facilitator. Nah, not facilitator. I thought he would pass more. I mean, 3.6 assists isn't bad. Right, but I thought he would try to, like, fully develop into, like, a scoring point guard. Not somebody, like, uh, his assists are him getting downhill and he's making plays. Don't, don't you know, that's great. But, like, I thought in the global jam he was kind of figuring out the point guard position. But when the lights came back on, he was like, I'm trying to get these buckets. Yeah. And, again, if he's going to play like that, he's got to be more efficient. Because that 20, 28% three-point shooting, is that's not going to work. Tyler, Especially at 6'3", 6'2". Yep. Tyler Boswell. Uh, man, look, that dude is built like a DB, man. Like the actual DB. He can shoot. Um, I wish he got layups though. He yeah. doesn't. He he's not getting to the paint at all. Mine would be rim pressure. Same with with Tyrese Proctor. JV McCullum, send you the turkey, buddy. I need you to grow. <laughs> I need you to like six three eight. Cause look, he got game, man. Yeah, like he has big time game, and they're gonna knock him because he's like six one. I don't really care about that stuff, but like he does everything that you want your point guard to do. If Kylan Boswell is getting a first round grade, I don't see why JV McCullough wouldn't get one. I feel like he's just a better basketball player than him. Like he does everything. He gets to the basket, he's creative, he's shifty, he can shoot. Like he got it. You think he's a better passer? Yes. Okay. And last one Trey Alexander. Shout out to Creighton. Hey, man, I like Trey Alexander game. I want to give him a three ball off the dribble because his middle game is perfect. His pace is perfect. He yeah. does a lot of great things. He just doesn't shoot threes off the dribble. Yeah. I mean, I would say consistent jumper. Yeah. I mean, shooting about five threes a game, but he's at 28%, which is tough because he's, what, a junior? He's been around for mm-hmm. a while. You know, he used to play for D1 basketball here. In, in, oh, I, was, I was looking at him. I'm like, yo, he looks real familiar, Yeah, he man. used to play for, for D1 basketball. So he he did play some AU, AU basketball in Dallas. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Locked On NBA Big World Podcast. We're giving out Christmas gifts. I mean, we can't cover every guard, so but we will cover every guard at some point this season. In the next episode, we are going to continue giving out Christmas gifts because this is the season and to, to give gifts, and we're going to give out Christmas gifts to the wings and see what gifts that we can give the top wings in the 2024 NBA draft class to help them maximize their draft stock. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow my brother James and we are out Merry Christmas Christmas.